Welcome to Different From The Other Kids, a weekly talk show for parents of challenging children. With your host, Angela Sunis, author of the Amazon best-selling book, Different From The Other Kids. Each week, Angela will interview an individual or professional within the mental health community. Kids, I am thrilled to have Eleanor with us presently. And we're going to talk a little bit about the Green Party in Milton and uh, Eleanor's uh, opportunity to change or enhance at least a little bit, we're hoping, uh, some of our mental health initiatives. So welcome, Eleanor. Thanks so much for the invitation to chat, Angela. I read Different from the Other Kids a few years ago, and I think you're impact on our community is fantastic. So thanks so, so much for the invitation here. Oh, well, that's very kind of you. Thank you. I know you've always been very supportive of uh, the project of Different From The Other Kids. We've always appreciated it a lot. Um, so you are running uh, for the second time as an MPP in Milton in the Green Party, correct? Mostly I ran last year for the MPP provincially for Milton in Ontario. This okay. year I'm running for MP federally for the Green Party of Canada. Ah, okay, to, cool. To clarify. So I have a yeah. little bit of experience under my belts about the, the process and I'm feeling very optimistic about uh, the Green Party's chances across the, the nation. There's I'm, a fantastic I'm so, movement. So excited. I am so excited to see uh, what you guys are able to accomplish because I have a very, very strong affiliation between mental health and the environment. And I believe that uh, there's a lot going on with mental health, especially with our young uh, people, uh, that is as a result of our environment uh, having a, a difficult time. Um, and it's, it's just playing out in the, in the brains of our kids. Uh, so may I, may I ask, um, why mental health for you? I know that you are running for the Green Party, but you also have a great affiliation for uh, mental health. Uh, how come? Yes, when we met, I and I still am, I'm a practicing registered massage therapist in Halton Region. And as a massage therapist, I mean, I was raised to be very logical and analytical. And our system is very much set up that the physical body is more like a machine. Whereas as a massage therapist, I was, I am, my primary training is to, you know, assess and manipulate and augment physical tissue and physical healing. But I was also introduced really early in my career to Reiki and energy work and my logical mind couldn't absorb that until I actually started to realize that I could feel energy and learning more about the, the Eastern philosophy of um, traditional Chinese medicine and even Ayurvedic a little bit like through the through yoga and the chakra system and how our physical body is intricately connected to our mental emotional spiritual well-being which is also reflected in the environment from what I understand like we, we cannot disconnect ourselves from what we eat and how we move and what we breathe and it's all connected and our system tends to to separate those and i think that has caused this disconnect that we're that we're suffering from yeah and i love the quote of krishnamurti and he says it's no measure of well-being to be well adjusted to a profoundly sick society <laughs> very nice yes that is absolute now uh, should you be elected to this uh, post this position 
what are the kinds of things that you would forward from a mental health perspective? Well, from a mental health perspective, the Green Party actually has a very strong platform on mental health and focusing more on health prevention and health promotion. Um, I think education is a really big aspect of mental health care. Um, for example, the participation body break commercials. <laughs> I learned uh, in McMaster in a few years ago that it actually had very strong results when it came to let's get up and get moving rather than sitting on the couch. And there was actually measurable success when, when the public is educated about their bodies, because as a massage therapist, I, I work one-on-one -on -one with people and people, you know, like the basic understanding of their physical bodies. Um, but when it comes to mental health, the, the stigma is starting to shift. Um, but I'm really excited about the Green Party's platform because every time I take a look at what they have to offer and what um, initiatives that they have moved forwards on, they already resonate with my healthcare background, but also with my environmental platform. Very so, cool. Or, can you, can you, sorry, thank you. I was just going to ask you. Thank you. For example. Yeah. Yes. So for example, like when it comes to our economy, the 2016 Conference Board of Canada showed that depression and anxiety have adverse effects on the economy resulting in 50 billion dollars in lost productivity wow and that one in five people suffer from some level of mental health imbalance and that's that's 20 percent of the population so we really do need to address how we work with people and how we address trauma i think that's another really big um, aspects. So I think there needs to be a paradigm shift of how we look at addiction and trauma and the links there. Um, the work of Dr. Gabor Matei I find super fascinating and how it's not necessarily a biochemical imbalance. I think that is part of it in addressing pharmacare for one aspect of it, but also looking at accessibility to mental health care and counseling group therapy, that sort of approach. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got uh, here and something I was reading, I pulled down um, a couple articles through uh, Halton here and uh, you're talking about, um, you're talking about, I'm going to, I'm going to paraphrase now because I can't find it in my notes, um, that mm -hmm. you wanted uh, specifically for talk therapy to be a great part of mental health going forward as an initiative. Uh, through the federal government. Is that, is that correct? That's part of it for sure. Better access to care um, like in rural and in, in urban, but also in rural areas that there was a, a lack of investment in health professionals through the nineties. And now we're starting to feel that brunt like with access to primary care physicians, but also to psychologists and psychiatrists. I understand wait lists are, are long and a lot of people are suffering. Well, that is for absolute sure. Um, you're talking about the passion for empowerment that you have within the confines of you um, doing what it is that you're doing in, in running for the Green Party. Um, and that, would, that certainly rolls into mental health. Can you expand on that a little bit? Uh, what would, can you further that idea? Yeah, I think the core of empowerment is education. And when I see pilot programs of schools 
that are offering meditation programs in schools to, to supplement and actually offer care to students in addition to or a replacement of detention. Like, are we going to, to teach our children how to recognize their emotions? I think emotional intelligence is a really big aspect um, from care. How we're going to implement that in legislation, I think, remains to be seen. But we certainly have a lot to work with um, under the Canada Health Act and the Mental Health Commission of Canada in 2007. Um, they're the ones who came up with that $50 billion um, deficit in the Canadian economy. Um, and we want to make sure that that mandate is extended till 2025. And so that there's a focus on the mental health of youth. Ah, oh, that would be really fantastic. That's exactly what I'm looking for too. Mm -hmm. so kind of cut, cut it off at the knees, get everyone supported from the beginning and then we won't have uh, a lot of adults having uh, such difficult challenges. So in Halton, I know that there are, many organizations that have been put together uh, for uh, the aid of people going through mental health uh, crisis and ongoing care. What are your, do you have a favorite organization or a couple favorites that you would like to see expanded should you get into office? Is there specific <laughs> programs, things like, uh, I'm referring to things like Coast and Rock and uh, those kinds of things. So Coast being an organ, I, I just don't know if there's something very specific, if there's a specific, other than the talk therapy, uh, if there's a specific organization that you would like to see, uh, that you would champion uh, to come forward with more funding. In general, I think government needs to do more to support not-for-profit organizations. I think that social connection and the the focus of the community coming forwards definitely needs to be enhanced more. Specifically, um, I am somewhat familiar with COAST. But I think it started as a pilot program that um, when there are calls to 911, that if a mental health issue is flagged, that COAST would provide a social worker or a mental health professional to go on a ride along with the police so that because the police aren't necessarily trained to deal with people with mental health issues, but within our system, the issue falls to them. So Coast helps to um, facilitate that process without always ending in a, in a hospital visit, although if that is necessary, then that is part of it. So I think Coast has, a, has an intrinsic part to play in that, and I, I just learned last week actually that that has been implemented in the police services in Hamilton, but also in Toronto. As oh, far as I know, I'm not, I'm not sure about Halton, to be honest. But that's, I, that's awesome. Yeah. I have had occasion to uh, utilize Coast before. I've also <laughs> had Coast come and actually do a house visit uh, here oh, at great. my house. Yes, and I, it, was, it was a surprise visit, which I welcome. Um, and I just think that they're an outstanding organization. Uh, I know that they weren't working to full capacity for a period of time in Halton. So I was. those are the kinds of things that I was kind of... Um, uh, looking to see if, if those kinds of things could be enhanced. Um, uh, then there's also uh, the Rock. Rock. You mentioned. Yeah. Rock is, yes, the Reach Out Center for Kids I think is fantastic and they have all sorts of, of peer programs helping connect families with education again so and peer supports so that we can better distribute resources and social support for people who are struggling with their kids but and it's not just a kid's issue because a lot of the times their, their, their parents are suffering with something. I, I mm -hmm. understand people in Holton 
Uh, Milton especially is a bedroom community. And as much as, I mean, people want to move forwards and become politically engaged, we are products of the, the sandwich generation that there are a lot of adults that are that are struggling with young children and aging parents as well as their own career and just living day to day. And that, that, that strain we're, we're working more, but we're working poor and we need better access to, to care to help us move forwards and, and strengthen our communities mm-hmm. internally. So the rock is a fantastic organization that is facilitating group support primarily, but they also offer online education programs as well. I, I noticed online last week. Um, oh, that's cool. With- I did- didn't know that. I need to. I need to go uh, do, do a dive into there. Yes, I met with Darlene Wierski Devoe, who is their executive director in Halton, and they offer facilitation in all of the communities across Halton. So I, I highly recommend that people look into that resource if they haven't already. Yeah, Darlene's done an amazing job over there. I'm mm-hmm. I'm thrilled. I actually saw her at the uh, mental health march. Uh, I think it was two weeks ago or three, oh, yeah. in uh, at Queens Park. Yeah. It was nice to see her. Um, she's great. <laughs> yeah, she's wonderful. Um, okay, so why don't you, uh, if you don't mind, go through um, some of uh, the main ticker type items that uh, the Green Party, yourself and the Green Party, are forwarding right now. My overall slogan and approach to the Green Party platform this year is people, planet, and prosperity because I believe in a triple bottom line within our economic system. And I think for several years, 30 years, we use GDP as our measurement, be all, end all. This is success in our economy. And that is an economic measurement. My understanding of sustainability, the definition of sustainability um, and using the indigenous philosophy of looking seven generations ahead is that yes, there has to be a strong fiscal economic component to that, but we also need a strong people, social justice aspect measurements within our system, but also a strong environmental planetary ecosystem valuing within how we account for these components in our society moving forwards. So I was pleased to see, because in my own research, I came across the GPI, or a Genuine Progress Indicator, which is a a system um, similar to, but not, but a little bit different from the Gross National Happiness Indicator, the Human Development Index, that how are we measuring healthcare and education within our system? Because GDP just shows how well the billionaires are doing. It doesn't necessarily (laughs) trickle down or account in the bottom line. So that's what I'm talking about is this triple bottom line that we have to look at, yes, the economic, the prosperity, but also people and planet. And how do we account for that value within our system? And moving forwards from that idea, I think what is systemic that we're dealing with on a global waste crisis issue is how do we manage our, our resources? Because it's so clear that plastic is a, is a global issue. And I am, I'm pleased to see on one hand that the federal liberal government implemented or promised to implement by 2021 a ban on single-use petroleum plastics. And I think that's a step in the right direction. But I think it is a, it's a low-hanging fruit because our entire system at the moment is what 
my understanding is a linear economy. So it's a take, make, waste system mm -hmm. that we take resources from the tar sands. We have a virgin petroleum product issue because that's being converted into fossil fuels for, which ultimately turns out as greenhouse gases for emissions, which we know is intricately linked to climate change, but then it's also the byproducts are used as plastic. So it's fine to say that we're going to ban single-use plastics, but until we get to the root of the problem, which is extracting fossil fuels, it's, it's just going to perpetuate the problem because the plastics industry is projecting growth as well. Hmm. So it's, they are, are they? That's interesting. <laughs> yes, because I mean, there are, there are benefits to plastic, don't get me wrong. Like it's, it's, it's light and it's flexible, it can be hard, it can be soft, it can be, um, it's easily transportable. It's durable, but we also know that there's health implications with plastics. In just terms gonna, of, I was just going to say, hemp hmm. also has many of those, uh, uh, many of those constituents with it as well. Aha. Yes. Right? <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. So anyway, that's a whole other topic, I'm sure. But that ties right into it. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm doing a presentation tomorrow at the Womb Milton, the world of my baby. They're having their fifth birthday celebration, and they've asked me to come and give a talk about the circular economy. So to, to tie this back, so our linear economy of this make-take-waste process is planned obsolescence because our economy makes money if you keep buying more. And there is something called the Phoebus Cartel in 1924 between General Electric, electric um, as one example, with a light bulb, for example. So back in the day, when the light bulb was actually invented, it had 2,500 hours available of use on that light bulb. But That's hilarious. It is. But then they said, oh, well, we're not going to make money if this light bulb burns out or if it keeps, pardon me, if it keeps lasting. So they deliberately thinned the filament of the light bulb so that it only lasted a thousand hours. So they decreased the efficiency of it so that they could sell more of them over time. Mm -hmm. And that is planned obsolescence. We've, we've seen that recently in the news last year when Apple is deliberately slowing down their technology so that we just have to buy the latest model in planned obsolescence. So I advocate for the circular economy, which makes um, extended producer responsibility so that the manufacturers and the producers are more responsible for the end cycle of that product. And this is, this is not something that I've come up with, that there's already a, a a movement within the United Nations in uh, Europe and Asia and Africa, and we're falling behind. So for example, in Ontario, the bottle recycling program at the beer store mm -hmm. is a good example of how the circular economy works. You might pay a little bit extra in your deposit, but that you know that there's an incentive for you to take it back to the store so it gets reused and repurposed. So that closes the loop. Mm -hmm. circular economy the tire program is another good example um, that you pay a little bit of a tax on your tire when you buy them but then they get recycled rather than ending up in landfill does that make sense absolutely yes yes so sure. the circular economy can be expanded within all industrial sectors because in ontario i mean we like to point fingers and say oh well asia and africa like there's oceans across the world or rivers around the world that are contributing to the the ocean waste crisis but canada canada's okay but we also saw within the past month that canada was exporting a lot of waste to the philippines mm -hmm. and then not dealing with it so we really have to reduce our waste from the start mm -hmm. and the circular economy is an excellent way to do that 
Um, so that is a primary plank in my platform is to educate people about the circular economy and make sure that it's implemented on a federal level and come up with a national waste strategy so that the provinces and the municipalities aren't having to deal with this in a piecemeal fashion. Very cool. Another I, aspect I, I, I of that, sorry, is the, is the right to repair legislation. So back to technology that's designed to, to break down shorter than it really should be is working with manufacturers to release the specs of their technology so that it's designed to be repaired to extend the life of that product. So that's right to repair legislation. There's a movement about that, but the industry is also lobbying against that, if you can imagine. So I think this is where the Green Party is a grassroots organization. We can band together to encourage the federal government to resist the lobbyists so that we're actually working with the planet and the people rather than just the bottom, the, the single bottom line. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. So, so many issues and so big and so, so, so very important. I really, really appreciate that you've been here today, Eleanor. I'm sorry. I wish we could go on for ever because uh, I love this. I love this subject. It's fantastic uh, to me and it gives me such great hope going forward in our world. Um, and I wanted to thank you very much, uh, not just for being here, but for doing what it is that you do and forwarding uh, this idea that the environment is absolutely uh, necessary for us going forward and that global warming is a thing. I can tell you I'm um, uh, presently I have uh, a boat at Toronto Island Marina. Oh, and, yes. Um, you can only imagine uh, what the islands, well, I don't know whether you've uh, heard a lot about what's happening on the islands, but we you mentioned have, a couple of weeks ago that it was flooding. Yeah, it's again flood, this year. Flooding mm -hmm. is, yeah, it is um, like not just flooding, it is uh, in certain areas of the island, certainly completely devastated. Uh, uh, certain areas of the island. Um, I, could go, I could go through that whole thing, but I won't. All I can tell you is global warming is real. Uh, for anybody that's listening that isn't on board, uh, it is real. Um, I have proof of it. I live in it presently right now and in, in the midst of um, uh, wandering around in hip waders on, in, in Toronto Harbor and on an island that has been around for, wow, centuries. So um, I just uh, really wanted to thank you very much, Eleanor. I really appreciate it. Can you please tell everybody if they wanted to volunteer for you, if they wanted to uh, help with your campaign in any way, um, if they wanted to just contact you, how would they go about doing that? Yes, they can reach me at Eleanor Hayward, E-L-E-A-N-O-R dot H-A-Y-W-A-R-D at greenparty.ca is the best way to email me. You can call me 416-275-3011. And I'll also send a link that you can share on your page so that people can find the website. Please. Um, it's going to be Eleanor Hayward dot ca is is my link it's still connected to my provincial page i'm in the process of transitioning that to my federal page um so that they can sign up to volunteer that they can donate that they can request a lawn sign um once the writ drops or the election period officially starts um, after labor day most project that's what we're projecting is the date so we okay. definitely have some initiatives coming up this summer and i'm super grateful for people to find my facebook page milton green party and like comment and share posts because that really enhances the algorithm of social media so mm -hmm. that the more people engage with it the broader audience it reaches that's because back awesome. to mental health we have our primary beliefs which is what we believe but then our secondary beliefs are what we believe everybody else believes hmm. and so that really does make an impact when your neighbors and your friends actually see that you see the value of the green party and that 
it just amplifies to critical mass. Okay. Statistic re re lately, just the last final point that if three and a half percent of any business speaks up, if the customers speak up, then change happens. So three and a half percent is not very big, but that is enough to create critical mass um, for everybody else to start to notice what's going on and for change to happen. So all all energy is appreciated in one way, shape, or form. So thanks so much for your opportunity to to hold space here for me today. Angela, I'm, I'm really grateful for what you do with different from the other kids and, and holding space for mental health uh, growth within our community. Okay, thank you so much, Eleanor. I really appreciate it. And just so that everybody knows, I actually did vote for the Green Party last election, and it was, uh, it was actually in honor of Eleanor going way outside of her comfort zone and going out and actually joining the Green Party and actually representing it. Um, I voted in her honor. She wasn't. She, she's not in my jurisdiction to be able to, to vote for her directly, but I did uh, indeed vote for the Green Party on purpose, uh, just to as a thank you and um, uh, to make sure that this message is being forwarded. So thanks again, Eleanor. Have my a fantastic pleasure. have thank a fantastic you. day, and I wish you everything. I wish you the very best going forward. Um, I will be watching the election results and uh, crossing my fingers for you. Thank you so much, Angela. It's fantastic. <laughs> okay, I'll talk to you next time. Take care. Great, thanks. And now a disclaimer. In general, I, Angela Sunis, am not a doctor, and I certainly do not play one on the internet. I'm a parent, period. The advice from me presented on Different from the Other Kids does not replace advice received directly from medical health professionals. If you think you need help, I do recommend making an appointment with a physician or other appropriate healthcare provider. If you would like to know how to purchase doTERRA essential oils, or if you're interested in becoming a doTERRA wellness advocate, please do not hesitate to contact me at AngelaSunis at gmail.com or find me on Facebook. That's AngelaSunis, T-S-O-U-N-I-S. Thank you. Bye. Bye.